0: Welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks, the show which helps you decide if a game is worth spending your hard-earned money on or a try before you buy. Now here's your host, Barry Ricks. Hey guys,
1: welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. I am your host, Barry Ricks, and today's Kickstarter highlight is Dice Throne, and I have the masterminds behind Dice Throne. I have Nate and Manny with me today, guys. How's it going? It's
2: going great. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Yeah, super cool.
1: Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourselves and uh, more about your company, Mind Bottling Games?
0: Well, um, I'm Manny, and I'm, Mind Bottling Games was started in August last year, actually, when Nate and I uh, both lost our jobs at a game development company.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, actually, it was kind of a it was kind of fortuitous, actually, because right. it, it, it propelled us forward into Dice Throne and building our own company. Yeah, they
2: had. uh, It was really fun working there. We got to make games for you know Disney and Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and a lot of big, big games. Um, And it was a blast. But it uh, it wasn't the best monetary thing for the company, and so they decided to shave that portion of the business. And so what turned into a great discouragement for us uh, turned into something really awesome, and it it was very fortuitous actually.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's really cool. I so you guys are it's just a, a new brand new company. Is it just the two of you still so far?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, just the two of us.
1: Awesome. So you guys are jacks of all trades then. <laughs> it is kind of a, it was a nice
2: pairing. I mean, uh, so I'm a software developer. I'm Nate. I'm a software developer by trade. Um, and I've done a lot of game design in my life. Um, and I have a very uh, math-oriented brain. Um, Manny's an extremely talented artist. Uh, he's done, uh, what, nine comic book Kickstarters, I think now? Yeah, eight. eight. Wow, eight, uh, that's awesome. Um, and so he, he's very successful and obviously a talented, um, designer and, uh, we've been friends for a super long time. And so when this happened, um, we were both kind of talking about what we we're going to do next. And, uh, Dice Throne actually started out as a game called Dice Forge and it was a, uh, we know mobile games, so it was a mobile game. Um, and we, we built a prototype pretty quickly and it was a single player, almost kind of like a action RPG combined with a dice rolling yachty battle thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and the the general, you would loot uh, random faces of dice and craft dice, and uh, you battle. And um, I, I think it would have been a pretty fun game. But we started to realize that I'm so used to building games for you know Disney, and Nickelodeon, and Pixar, and everyone knows about them because of those companies. But everybody doesn't know about us. Right. And so we real we real fast realized that we're, we don't have the marketing dollars to be recognized in the flooded app store. So we ended up talking about, you know, we're we're basically making a tabletop game that's digital. Why don't we both love tabletop games? How about we actually make a tabletop game? Yeah. And uh, it was a really fun, drastic change for us, and I'm so glad we made
1: that change. Definitely, and which leads us to Kickstarter and Dice Throne. So, so I mean, that's a fun story. I mean, I mean, sure, it uh, it started not so fun being being laid <laughs> off, but uh, but like you said. It propelled you into a greater thing that you guys obviously, you know, just hearing from your voices and what you you guys are doing that you have a great passion for. And and that, you know, already you're you're jumping into the Kickstarter, you know, world and you guys have been successful. I mean, I'm looking at your campaign right now. And as of today, when we're recording the show, you guys still have about 15 days left to go on the campaign. But you guys are already like, well, let's see, uh, like... 300 or so percent funded <laughs> you got, yeah. that's, that's awesome it's uh, congratulations thank you we, we really uh both of us have had our minds kind of blown uh by this
2: we didn't expect it at all we, we would have been thrilled just to reach our goal at the end but to be at basically 60 grand on, with 15 days ago and we unlocked what five or six stretch goals i mean it's, it's really blown our expectations away definitely yeah. so
1: so uh, one of the things that, uh, that drew my attention to Dice Throne right away is, uh, of course, you know, that I like the concept that, you know, it's a it's an eight plus game, which is a big deal for me because I, I have kids and I like playing with my kids, that it's a, a shorter time frame game, which is also good for that. But uh, obviously, the, the art is and illustration is just amazing. I love the look of it. And, I, and Manny, I'm, I'm assuming that you are the master behind that.
0: Correct. Yeah. All the art uh, is done by me. And uh, Nate will chime in with like special cool things he wants on characters, like (laughs) rogue to be a certain way or like the pyromancer or whatever. I basically annoy Manny and then he makes it look awesome. There you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, just the look of it and all the characters looks great. Like I was just looking, I'm like, I could, I would totally have that as a poster on my wall. That's how you know amazing this artwork looks and the characters look so cool and then but i mean you guys you know and like even in your video you're wearing t-shirts with your your you know characters on it and those (laughs) and those look great too it's just like need to get get my hands on one of those as
0: well so uh we we would love to have uh, we we would love to do like a, a store at some point i think after the kickstarters and potentially do posters and shirts and uh, one of our friends is desperate for a dice rolling cup with like the paladin on it.
1: <laughs> oh, so. there you go, uh, and that's uh, I think that's a great idea to because you guys have over a thousand backers, so people are are obviously loving this. And if they they like the art as much as my I do, they would definitely want either a cup, a poster, or a shirt or something like that. So it's it's really cool. It's ex- and it's it's exciting to see that many people get behind the project. So, so tell us what is Dice Throne and what can people expect from it?
2: Sure, uh, we've been fortunate to have a, the media has been comparing it. Um, Ed Baraf gave this great quote. He said that it's basically a cross between Magic: The Gathering and King of Tokyo. Uh, i could totally fun. get
1: behind that description
2: <laughs> thank you um yeah it, it's it's fairly fitting actually um i mean like king of tokyo are really at the core um the role mechanic is similar to yahtzee you get you get three separate roles you're set in sight dice aside and you're trying to build something in the end um but it's so much more than that uh you pick your hero to start We're, currently we have six very very unique heroes um we have the barbarian the shadow thief the pyromancer the moon elf um, and then through stretch goals, we've already unlocked the paladin and, the the monk is, is five grand away. So he's, uh, he's cruising. I think we'll, we'll, we'll get, this, we'll get that. <laughs> we'll get that. Yeah. I feel pretty confident saying we'll get that. Um, so we've got six heroes and they all play very, very, very different from each other. Uh, the barbarian is kind of your, your classic sword axe swinging meathead, right? Uh, he just hits consistently, reliably, Um, he's got some heel mechanics. He's kind of tanky. He's the best character.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously you're wearing his shirt in the video. So Manny, I, I feel that, uh, I feel that's not biased at all. No, no uh then the the
2: shadow thief who's the actual best character
1: <laughs> um, he's a jerk
2: yeah <laughs> he uh i mean he he is a little bit of a jerk actually he hides in the shadows and he poisons you and ticks it away um he can steal your your combat points so that you can't play your cards he can make you discard cards um he's pretty fun The the pyromancer is a classic glass cannon even her defense is another offense uh she'll she'll melt your face off or die trying uh, the Moon Elf is just really annoying. She dodges a bunch of attacks. She puts these status effects on you that um, can cause you not to, like, entangled. You can't roll as many times, um, different things like that. Uh, then the, the Paladin is, is very defensive, um, and he's got some cool abilities to deflect or cause his attacks to be a critical hit uh and then the monk uses his chi kind of the yin and yang idea he can use his chi to be either more he can spend it to be more defensive or maintain it to be more offensive so you can kind of decide how you want to play that hero at the given time
1: right so he has has some buffs and uh and and debuffs
2: essentially yep yep exactly right so they all play very very different um which we wanted we wanted every hero to feel unlike king of tokyo which is I, i think it's a fun game but One of my complaints about King of Tokyo is that all the monsters are basically the same. It's just a visual change. Right. And we did not want that. We wanted every hero to feel like a totally different gameplay experience. Um, And once you've picked your hero, they all have their unique set of five dice that's just for them. And they have a deck of cards that's 30 cards, which is also unique just to that hero. And there's no duplicates in that deck. Every card is different. And throughout the game, you'll spend those cards to upgrade your hero and make them stronger as the game progresses. Um to play action cards that can surprise your opponent uh buff your attacks or uh even manipulate dice you can uh change your own dice or your teammate's dice or even your opponent's dice and so all those things combined makes for what I think is a pretty what we've been hearing is a pretty unique experience um on the market
1: yeah definitely and well and you're you're playing a battle against uh, the opponent and not necessarily the game itself correct
0: yeah that's true right now it's it is a duel. It's combat game one on one, two on two, free for all up to four to six players now. Um but we have in the works a co op version and we're hoping with with the success we've had so far that we're gonna be able to do Dice Throne Box Two eventually and have and with that we wanna introduce like a solo mode and then a co op mode where you are literally battling for the throne against the king the mad king, cool. his anti heroes and that kind of stuff.
2: But we want that box also to be – so that will be a standalone box, meaning you, can, you don't have to have Dice Run 1 to play Dice Run 2. But we also want, ideally, all of our boxes to be completely cross-compatible. Um, so you can mix and match heroes from any set with each other. You can play them all in the new campaign that's the co-op version or play in the, the classic style of the brawl between each other.
1: Definitely, and I think that's fantastic. And and you and you mentioned the you know like with with King of Tokyo as we continue to use that reference. uh, You know, I play that with my kids, but yeah, I I totally understand. Like, uh, you don't have that ability to have extra elements to the game. Sure, you have the cards in that, but but uh, you know, we don't we don't use the cards that that much. It's just yeah. more it's more just like let's just roll and and hit each other and and get points and so forth like that. So, I I mean, I'm I'm just kind of getting giddy within myself just thinking like <laughs> to introduce this to my kids be like, "Look, we get to still roll dice, but look, we can be different characters and they're actually different. They do different things." I could totally see each one of my kids, you know, Picking their favorites already, you know, and so of course, my girls would want to be the pyromancer and the moon elf and and things <laughs> like that but i I think it's fantastic I, I think what you guys are doing are are you really trying you're you're getting into that that Area but adding your own Twists and tweaks to it In a very unique way that I think Obviously you know is appealing To a lot of people you know over a thousand People uh backing this project And and I And I I don't doubt that you'll continue To to progress get that That monk unlocked and then Uh you know bring those expansions That out that you're talking about
0: It's interesting you say that about the kids Um my boys are five and six And um we play Dice Throne, but one the older is just starting to learn how to read. Right. And with that, we basically just set the cards aside, and we use the boards, and they roll dice, and they match the symbols, and they have health, and they love it. Like, my, my oldest boy actually loves the Shadow Thief, which is a bummer for me. But, <laughs> but you, like, we play King of Tokyo, and we play other kid dice games. Right. They come back to me all the time with like, "Dad, we need to play the monk tonight," <laughs> and it's so much fun because as they start learning to read, they will be able to then just pick the cards up and keep going.
1: Definitely, and well, and that's that's even that makes me even more excited because you know I have a couple of younger kids around those ages as well, and uh, knowing that they can play the game if we just you know kind of take out the cards, and that in itself shows that your game can be changeable and compatible to depending on who is playing the game so that's that's awesome as well
2: yeah now there's some heroes uh that that doesn't work as well with because some of their abilities are like draw cards or things like that right um but multiple heroes do like especially the barbarian and the moon elf um so i taught my kids as well um with that same exact mechanic it was barbarian moon elf no cards they loved it and it plays fast um but then my son is seven about seven and a half now and so we actually do play he's played the the paladin the shadow thief some of the more complicated heroes with cards and everything and and gets it you know we do a
1: great we have a lot of fun at it that's awesome and that's and that's fantastic for for my my viewpoint and where i'm coming from as well so i mean we know this game is you guys are funded it's gonna happen when when do we expect to have this game to the hands of the backers?
0: Well, it's a great question. What we're we're looking at right now is the game is done. We're I'm finishing up some art. We're discussing with the manufacturers about the type of dice and all that kind of stuff. But we're looking to get this to the factories within the next month or two, and then we have a delivery date of November. But hopefully, it'll be sooner than that. I mean, I, we can't know for sure right now because we've never made a game in China before. <laughs> <Right>. So. <laughs> That as it may, we're our goal is as soon as possible to get the game out.
1: Right, and and a lot of people, especially those like myself that have experienced a lot of Kickstarters, they understand understand that sometimes with shipping or even you know production, you can run into a couple speed bumps here and there. And so it's all like you said, it's always nice to have a you know a, a cushion, you know, just like oh well, this is the date that you're going to get it for sure, but you know, If everything goes well, then you'll get it before that
0: time. Right. I think it's super important that we communicate. And I think having done eight other Kickstarters, the biggest thing I've learned through all this is just to continue to communicate and be honest and upfront with all the backers and people involved.
1: Awesome. So so with uh you know your experience doing other kickstarters in the in the comic and art area, are are you guys has it even been an option of maybe turning these Dice Throne characters into your its own story and comic and putting it out there?
0: Oh, uh, 100% yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean we I actually held back in the initial Kickstarter for Dice Throne cuz I wanted to have a comic book be like it comes with every box, right, right. everyone gets yeah. to know the story and the lore of this world and the Mad King and the heroes. And then we kind of pulled back because there was, we just wanted to to keep it small and make sure that we could a hit our goal and b not overextend ourselves. But yeah, we're finding that we're definitely finding that more and more people who latch onto this are like, "Who is the dude in the throne? Who is that shadow thief? I want to know these characters." And yeah, we're I'm, the next stretch goal past the monk is a comic book. Nice. And it's it will be like the first stage is just a digital PDF of introducing you to the six heroes, a little bit of their backstory, what is this dice throne tournament, who is the Mad King. Um, it'll be kind of a taste. And then from there... I would love nothing more than to go on to make graphic novels about the the heroes and the world and that kind of stuff. And maybe we run those as separate kickstarters or someday, or maybe we run them, add them into the next one. Not sure.
1: Definitely. Well, uh, you know, I I think that would be awesome. I can I can already picture that you act the characters would actually still use dice in their in their whatever they're battling and have a uh, you know their powers or elements tied to that in some way. I think that would be really fun and exciting. Uh, Yeah, and, you know... I think I think it'll happen guys. I think you you're doing right. Uh, obviously Manny, you you uh being the the veteran of Kickstarter that you are that you uh, know know the ins and outs so far. Um uh, and and I on that point, we have a lot of listeners that are uh, aspiring game developers and uh, a lot of those people are probably going to go to Kickstarter. Uh in your opinion, what would be a really good tip to give someone that uh is a new kickstarter uh, adventurer
2: sure it's a great question I, I think for me the most important thing to start it, i mean we've put in a lot of late nights and a lot of hours into this project uh but it's been made easy because it really truly is a passion project for us we, we love the game like i love to play the game i still do i can't even count the number of hours that we have play tested this game <laughs> i have no idea uh so many times but I love it. In fact, it, it's, I love it so much it's almost frustrated my wife because she'll come home and she sees Manny and I and she's like, you guys are just goofing off playing games all day. What are you doing? You know, we're almost having too much fun and it bothers her. That's right. <laughs> just... We're doing stuff too, honey. Come on. Yeah. It's work, honey. I swear. Um, no, I, I mean, it, I think the first most important thing is you have to play a game that you want to play. And Manny and I both love action RPGs and we love these different heroes and their classes and mechanics. We both love dice a lot. Um, so we took a lot of things we we did love and we kind of shaved the things that we didn't like about these games. And, and that's what made Dice Throne. Um, and that's the most important thing I would say to
0: anyone who wants to make a game. I think also to add to that is to be really, I think, humble and modest up front when you're trying to build a campaign. Because there is so much to learn. Like even though I think it was almost a detriment that I had done eight Kickstarters on my own that were books. Because in the end I came to the, to the board game community with this preconceived idea of what what I should do. right? And with that, we ended up learning so much from people like Ed Bariff and James Hudson, and uh, there's just a ton of guys Matthew on Facebook. Stegmaier. Yeah, Matthew Stegmaier. Um there's so many guys that are willing to give information and help, and there's blogs and websites and Facebook groups and all kinds of stuff. And so we just went through that, scoured it, talked with people, express that we have no idea what we are doing. <laughs> we need help. Right. And I, I think approaching a Kickstarter from the perspective of we are not experts. We right. need help and we are willing to take any and all that we can get.
1: Well, and that's a great thing about Kickstarter is just the the, the community involvement and being able to get that back and forth from your backers and and other people saying, oh, well, maybe have you guys considered this? And you'd be like, oh, well, no, we didn't consider that. Maybe we should. And I I see a lot of uh, developers and designers talk about that and just how their game wouldn't have been the best that it could be without the support of the Kickstarter community when they were running their campaign yeah that's completely
2: true I, I think being my first Kickstarter ever um, I didn't know what it feel what it felt like to be on the other end of a Kickstarter uh, but it's it's so rewarding to me to engage um, I love it I mean we, we've got I don't know almost 400 comments or something back and forth on our page and uh, that's been it's it's been really satisfying to meet new people, to hear them talk about the game, to share ideas, to say, to hear what they love, things that maybe could be improved. But that whole dialogue is just invaluable. I really love it. Right.
1: No, and it, it's it's so true. And and I can obviously contribute the fact of that communication contributes to the success of your Kickstarter and, and other Kickstarters being able to show people that you care what they think and they're like, well, these people care what I think. So I'm going to care more about their project and, and back it. Absolutely. So, so do you guys have any plans on going to like Gen Con or anything like that with Dice Throne?
0: I think we, because this has kind of been a whirlwind of the last six months or so, we're just now looking at 2017 and asking, so what show should we well, go what, to? What, what should we do? <laughs> what, what should we exactly. do? We 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 thought maybe we would struggle to hit 15,000. <laughs> right, we, right. We had no idea would we have 50 backers or a thousand. Right. And I think with that, we're because we're in Spokane, Washington there are not a boatload of shows and things <laughs> within driving distance. Right. So we're looking at, um, Gen Con would be sweet. Uh, the new PAX Unplugged that's happening in November. Right. Probably, if we only did one show this year and had to travel for it, that would be the one I would want to go to.
1: Do they Do they have a like a tabletop section at the Emerald City Con there?
0: They don't. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Um, but also that's like, in a like three weeks. Right. (laughs) A little, (laughs) a little tight frame there. there, there. You have to be on the waiting list to get a table at Emerald city. The minute it goes live, like last June or whatever. Right. Well, maybe you guys could just, uh, if you,
1: if there's tickets available as you could uh, attend and just hand out, you know, awesome bi- d- <laughs> dice throne business cards be like check this right.
0: out guys yeah leaf, leaf, leaflets everywhere <laughs> right so
1: that's right just throw it from the sky and it just, <laughs> we make it rain that's yes. right make it rain dice thrown. so i i mean guys i'm i'm super excited for this project it looks great in all aspects and just the gameplay se- just seems like it would be tons of fun And you guys are successful. This is going to happen. And so congratulations. And I look forward to all your future projects as well.
2: Thank you so much, Barry. It's really been a great pleasure talking to you. And I love your show.
1: Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Why don't you guys tell everyone where they can find more out about you guys and Mind Bottling Games.
0: So we uh, have a website, Dicethrone.com. We're also really active on our Dice Throne Facebook page. And then, of course, you can just go to Kickstarter and talk to us through the comments or message us there, and we respond as quickly as possible in all instances.
2: Yeah, we try to stay pretty active. We just ran a
0: Reddit AMA yesterday,
2: and uh, uh, let's see, on the 9th of February, I don't uh, don't know if he's going live in time, but we're going to have a a live preview thing, uh, a Facebook live stream, and we'll probably do more of that. So stay tuned for things like that as well. Sweet.
1: Yeah, and I'll have links to all that, guys, in the show notes, so it'll be easy access for you to click on. And thanks again, Nate, Manny, thanks for taking time out of, I know, your busy schedule with uh, you know everything you're doing for Dice Throne and coming on the show today. Thank yeah. you so much, Barry. Appreciate yeah. it a lot. Thank right. you. And thanks to Dan Patrice. He's Dan, the board game man. He created our intro and outro, and you could find him at thegeekallstars.com. And this is Barry Ricks reminding you to back your projects wisely. Thanks for listening to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. If you'd like to mail the show, send any questions, comments, or interview requests to sweetkickswithbricks at gmail.com. Sweet Kicks with Bricks is a Closet Geek Studios production. For more information on the Closet Geek, please head to closetgeek.net.